This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 250, Three T's That Built My Business. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Happy New Year and welcome back to the program. It's Jason Lynette here. This week as a bit of a solo episode celebrating episode number 250. Wow, we've been at this for quite some time and even more to come and wanted to take this opportunity to spend some time with you one to one or let's call it out really one to many talking about three specific principles that I've used over the years consistently to keep the business running to continue to scale things up and to really help things grow year after year. And at the same time, let's call it out, let the smooth running of the business become a little bit more of a given rather than constantly having to reinvent the wheel to keep things up and running, which I'd, I'd give you a bit of a disclaimer as we go into this content, which is something that I've said to my private communities inside of hypnotic business systems online, which would be that, you know, the things that I often teach, these are the things that I have done to grow my hypnosis business. Everything I do filters on that premise that I cannot teach you the things that I haven't yet really done myself. That being said, I do often have to give a small disclaimer, which is that uh, nowadays, most of the business coming into the local brick and mortar uh, change shop that is uh, known as Virginia Hypnosis is running by way of referral. I mean, I can call out today's schedule. I had two clients coming in to stop smoking. One is a multiple tiered level referral coming in from someone who I met actually going all the way back to 2011 is how far back I can trace this specific referral source. The other stop smoking client, again, same story. Their best friend was a client of mine a few weeks ago, and that's why we're here. So it's the statement that very often I'm a bit of a proponent of paying for advertising. This is something that has been of a change of opinion of mine over the years. And I'd credit, of all people, the group Digital Marketer, Ryan Dice, who's the sort of founder of that group. He has this amazing metaphor in his business training, which would be that if you want to have rice for dinner, this is really simple, right? All you have to do is dig up your backyard and rice grows in patties, which is kind of like swampland, and you need to harvest the rice and have that grow in your backyard. And, you know, when you buy rice from the store, it comes dried, but I'd imagine there's probably a way you can pick the rice when it's fresh and just warm it up rather than having to cook it after it's been dried. And you're probably already realizing that this is a completely ridiculous metaphor because if you want rice, you just go to the store and you buy it. And I bring this up because this was a shift in the thinking of my business a number of years ago that I could spend all the hours that I used to spend going out and giving talks, going out and doing business networking, which, hear me carefully, absolutely worked and built everything that you see me running today, whether it's Virginia hypnosis or work smart hypnosis. So I could do those things. And I used to say, I didn't I didn't spend any money to grow my business when, well, my friends, time is money. And nowadays, if I can put up a video online and pay for it to go to my ideal potential clients in a matter of seconds, well, that's just better use of my time and my money. So the same thing again, do you go through the effort of completely destroying your backyard for one serving of rice, or do you just go to the store and you buy it? So recognizing, I, I give you that as a metaphor going into this conversation, because the things that built my business are what built the foundation of what's there, the network marketing, the talks are what eventually informed the videos on my websites, and now it's all automated. So I'm really not spending any active dollars in advertising to bring in clients for Virginia Hypnosis, which serves another small disclaimer that yes, I'm paying for email marketing services. Yes, I've got a web designer who's rapidly updating some new platforms for the websites. And those are things that are kind of an ongoing maintenance type package, as opposed to, you know, hopping on Google AdWords or Facebook ads and strategically paying for something. That, that being said, I do sometimes, as the saying goes in casinos, play with the house's money, take a little bit off the top and put that into a specific campaign just to see what'll happen if I do that. Um, and I'll be talking about that for those of you in the business systems community in a couple of weeks. That being said, the episode this week, session number 250, the three T's 
that built my business, which that's a cryptic title now, isn't it? Because as I started to craft this list, for some reason, the three main points I wanted to highlight, well, guess what? Perhaps to no surprise, they all began with the letter T. And here they are. Transparency, trust, and transformation. So in this week's episode, once we kick into gear, I'll be breaking down these principles in terms of what they mean and specifically how they apply to your hypnosis business. So it's where you can look back at previous episodes of this program. And I'll point you to two of them specifically, which we will link to directly in the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com. If anyone ever messages me asking for advice around their business, if there's a Facebook post in a group where someone asks me about how to get more clients, I share these two videos immediately in one part that way I don't have to repeat myself, but also because that's why I made them. And they're two presentations, which thanks to Richard, Scott, and Stephanie, everybody at HypnoThoughts Live are two videos of presentations I did at that convention, which with permission, I'm able to share them with all of you, which we then repurposed as podcast episodes. And again, go to the show notes of episode number 250. You'll see them. One of them is called The Fully Booked Hypnotist. And that one gives you step-by-step exactly what I did in the first year or two of my business to launch with a thriving practice. And then the other video is one that came out just last year at HypnoThoughts Live, which is uh, the seven secrets of booking high-dollar sessions, high-dollar services. You'll see these again linked over in the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com. The fully booked hypnotist is the startup strategy, the uh, steps of high-dollar clients and high-dollar services. That's how to really scale things up. This is going to be part three of this series that I'm now making up in my head uh, because this one is giving you a little bit more of the foundation, the beneath the hood, beneath the surface, uh, ethics and logistics and principles and just being a damn good person that has to be beneath any of those techniques for anything to work. So in the first of that series, Fully Booked, you're getting the what to do. With the high dollar services, you're getting the how to scale it up. With this week's episode, episode number 250, you're getting the foundational secrets that really make this stuff even more effective. Transparency, trust, and transformation. So for more like this, you can head online to hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. That is where I have my entire all-access pass to my hypnosis business training library. As of now, it's more than 140 hours of content in an ever-growing library. For those of you listening to this in January 2020, we're actually doing a four-part live webinar series to walk you through step-by-step launching your own high-value digital program, which if you're listening to this after the fact, not to worry, Every bit of content is going to be captured and stored and archived into the, we like to say this because it sounds fancy, the permanent collection. That's right. Permanent collection over at Hypnotic Business Systems. You can get the all-access pass, and the cool thing is once you're paid off for that, you get all the future updates with no further payments. Although, just announced, join me post-conference at HypnoThoughts Live 2020. It's happening in August in Las Vegas in 2020, and I'm doing a special two-day post-convention offering on the same theme, simply titled The Six figure hypnosis practice blueprint, which even for those of you inside of hypnotic business systems, there's two different levels of programs. There's teach you how to do it, which is very clearly what hypnotic business systems is, but there's also do it with you. And that's specifically what the two-day event is going to be happening out in Las Vegas. You can get all the details of that by heading over to hypno 6 the number, S-I-X, hypno6.com. Don't let autocorrect fix that because it goes somewhere very creative in an unintended way. So for the all access online, check out hypnoticbusinesssystems.com or join me live and in person, which is a heads up if you're not yet inside of the digital course. Once you sign up for the live event in Vegas, you'll see a generous offer to add on Hypnotic Business Systems. But for that, check out hypno6.com. Spell that carefully, mind your autocorrect. (laughs) And with that in mind, here we go. Transparency, trust, and transformation. It's a big one. Episode number 250, three T's that built my business. So let's kick things off right by talking about transparency. Now, there's a couple of themes that I'm going to highlight inside of here because we can become a little bit, uh, as we like to say, hypnotically 
artfully vague in terms of how we discuss certain concepts here. But let's kick off transparency in the right way, as in transparency of how we represent our services out to the public. Now, this is a big topic, and as much as it is a big topic, it's becoming thankfully less and less of an issue as I track it over the years, as just to call it out, there's fewer and fewer people making use of the non-accredited fake doctorate uh, degrees. Um, you're seeing a lot less as we've become a lot closer as a community, thanks to Facebook and social media streams and great events, again, like HypnoThoughts Live, you know, by having a much more close-knit community where we're willing to, uh, at times, respectfully or even disrespectfully, call people out when they're not doing something right. So to look at this mindset of transparency, it really comes down to a simple concept that I live by, which is that you cannot get busted on claims that you don't make. And I think that's a really important concept here. So back a few weeks ago, we had Richard Nongard on the program, and he was talking about up-to-date research involving hypnosis. And one of the main studies that Richard represented was one talking about the effectiveness of uh, using hypnosis to counteract some of the side effects of people going through cancer treatment. So this is going to be talking about nausea. This is going to be talking about stress and fear and dealing with things like sleep improvement, which is very clearly setting an appropriate, let's call it out, transparent perspective of the work that we do that no, I am not in my services claiming that I can cure cancer. And as big as a bold claim against a claim that that can possibly be, these are things that perhaps you've run into as well which um, I, I tend to always want to go back to quoting Steve Martin in his stand-up comedy, who made the joke at one point that you cannot stand up in court and say to the judge, I'm sorry, Your Honor, I did not know murder was illegal, which is a massive leap to be going for someone claiming they can completely cure a condition, which I'd, I'd go back to the great words of Michael Elner. Uh, and I may be paraphrasing this um, because sadly, St. Michael's not with us anymore. But the phrase is that as people begin to live with optimism and better energy, and they start to improve some of the symptoms of what's been holding them back, very often their conditions may often begin to subside. They simply begin living with better health. So it's kind of calling out the obvious without actually claiming something that we're not appropriately meant to be claiming, which makes me tell the story of someone who does not talk to me anymore. And the story may be offensive to some, and if it is, well, I stand by what I did. I'm at a convention where they serve meals, which is several of them now, and we're in line, and I hear a dialogue behind me that, no, 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 don't you dare bring your daughter to that doctor for her MS. Fly her to my office. I can cure her. To which I respectfully turned around and found a more polite way to say, shut the hell up, uh, which... The only danger of hypnosis is delaying something that may have been a better treatment. And I want you to hear where I stand on this, because this is where I tend to be a little bit more of an evolutionary mindset. And this allows me to work interactively and integratively along with doctors and counselors and psychiatrists and various other professions, because I work from the mindset that from an evolutionary perspective, all these other modalities of change are still around because we have found as a society, they work for a decent amount of people a decent amount of the time. Now, hear that carefully. It doesn't mean it's a match for every single person. The same as not even one specific medication would claim to be the overall benefit. And by way of metaphor, I discovered after I had lived with uh, three cats growing up most of my childhood to then leave for college and come back to the home with the three cats... I didn't know I was allergic to them. So here became the game of, um, you know, trying a little bit of work personally first, which got some results, but not all of it. But then the game of Allegra, Claritin, Zyrtec, spray this up my nose, spray that up my nose, and various allergy medications until finally the thing where they gave me a shot of the allergens for like a year and a half, which was only convenient because they could do it at the same office park where my office was located, became the moment that that actually fixed it. I'm going to go so far as to say it cured it because I haven't had an issue with allergies now for like seven or eight years. You know, it cleared up some other ones too. So what I'm getting at here is that not every one thing is a fit for every single person every single time. The same way that, well, let's 
call this one out, and this may be a bit of a wake-up call for some of you. I am massively confident in my skills in helping someone to stop smoking with hypnosis. However, here's a reality. There are many more people who, without any assistance of anyone like us or even a product on the market, wake up one day and just decide to stop on their own. So why do we still have a job? I hear you cry. Well, because we're helping to facilitate that organic shift. So this comes back to transparency because I'm going to make sure along the way I am clarifying exactly what my service does, exactly what my service is meant to do, exactly what their part of the interactive nature of the hypnosis will be, as well as, you know, often differentiating at times the difference between those people who find success and those who may find a little bit of a challenge. So simple example here, here's something I used to say to my stop smoking clients before modifying it further which is that uh, you know, there's basically two groups of people. Uh, the group that this is when I was doing it in a longer series. Group number one, it's out of sight, it's out of mind, you've moved on, you're doing fantastic. And group number two comes in, you've cut back substantially by the second appointment, but then we're able to knock out the rest. By polling my clients over the years, would you like to know the difference between those two groups? They always said yes. And I'd respond, do you still have any cigarettes? They'd often respond, yes. And I'd share a piece of information that no, I did not make up, but something I had tracked by observing a couple of thousand people over the years. The people who, as I phrased it, took specific meaningful action. Those are the ones who came back the next week, extremely happy with how it went. Long story short, they threw it away. The people who held on to them playing the game of hope it works, see how it goes, well, they came back a little frustrated, even though they had taken a big step forward. So what's your goal with those cigarettes? And in that moment, I have put all ownership back to the client. I have involved them back in the work. So it, it's where the only time that there's going to be some sort of big, bold claim is going to be going back to you bringing your part into the work. You know, even as I do business courses, I put out the obvious disclaimer it's just like anything else in life. You're going to get just as much out of it as you put into it. So I'd share the dialogue of two of my students at one point, uh, one who they'd both gone through basically the same courses. And one was going, yeah, but I tried a lot of what Jason said to do with my business and it didn't quite work for me. Well, what did you do instead? And the other responded, I did everything he said I should do and I kept it up. And that was the end of the conversation. So there's a difference between the person who does something once as the flash in the pan versus this ongoing mechanism of communication. So again, you're going to get out of anything what you put into it. So as you move forward in your business, look at the offers that you're making and look to see how well you can be extremely transparent to draw the roadmap as to here's what's going to make you successful in working with me. And here's where I'm not going to say you won't be successful. Instead, I'm going to say, Here's what you can begin to review to see even greater results. So this also filters into how we communicate with new clients. And this is a little surprising sometimes to the person perhaps struggling within their business that, no, I'm not booking the client because I've made the biggest, boldest promise on the call. You know, it's where I'll say something similar to what Dan Candell said in the podcast episode last week. You know, mine is to say, I'll explain how we can get started if I'm sure I can help you out. You know, Dan's is to quote the Frank Kern line, which is that, well, at this point, I'm confident I can help you. You know, I'm only making the offer in my version of it because I know I can help you. And that's my way of phrasing it. We wouldn't get to that part of the conversation unless I was sure of it. If I wasn't, I wouldn't be making a sales offer. There's transparency as well. So how we communicate with our new clients. It's not because I am making the biggest, boldest promise. It's because I am laying the entire process out as it ought to be. So here's an example of this with some anecdotal numbers inside of it, which would be that if they ask, what's the guarantee of your service? What's your percentage of success rate? And I'll say, well, for anyone to give a specific number technically requires they hire some sort of non-biased third-party company to track it from an external way and give you that number. So be cautious if you see specific numbers. That being said, this is based on something I heard Scott Salen say years ago, 
anecdotally from those people I hear back from and the ones who follow through with the entire program as recommended, that's the group of people that might be pretty close to 95, maybe even 98% success. However, you heard some strong qualifiers in that statement. For the small group of people who uh, don't end up getting the results they were looking for, let me say this politely, they're usually not blaming the hypnosis or even me. Does that make sense? And that telegraphs everything I needed it to say in that moment. So it's not that the hypnosis worked or it didn't work. This is the hammer metaphor that I live by. It's instead, here's how we made the thing work even better. And letting that be a better mindset of how we telegraph the communication, which, you know, this is where I'm selling honesty. I am offering integrity to my clients. I'm giving them every reason in advance what's going to make this work, as well as also what's going to make this not work, which there's a side effect of this. It means the people who book with me are now taking greater ownership, greater ownership of their part of the process. The other side effect, the people who, I'm sorry to phrase it this way, weren't going to be successful with me anyway, which not to get negative, that is a group that may exist, aren't going to bother following through. You know, this is where for some of the markets that I work, they have to watch a 10 minute video online before they can ever speak to me. And, and that's intentional because if you're not going to put in 10 minutes to watch this video, you're probably not going to follow my instructions in the office. The same as back to my stage hypnosis days, I would use suggestibility tests out in the audience to kind of warm up the crowd. And here's the teenager who's swatting the arms of their friend when I'm doing the light and heavy arms. Do you think I'm going to call that kid up on my stage? Of course not. Because if he's not willing to follow instructions out in the audience, he's not going to follow the instructions on my stage. Likely. Let's throw in the uh, modifier there. So I'm going to be setting this foundation of compliance. I'm going to be setting this foundation of transparency and integrity. And by doing it that way, the people who are a fit, who are going to follow through and be my successful clients, those are the ones who are going to book with me. And the ones who, again, weren't going to follow through. And as much as I don't fall into the secondary gain and looking for something to fail game, the ones who are going to be a difficult client just end up not booking with me because they kind of unconsciously see Jason Lynette don't play no games. So there we go. There's transparency with your clients. Let's also take a moment to talk about transparency with your students. This is where I believe um, I'm certified to be an instructor with two different hypnosis organizations. And in recent years, just to look at a more progressive approach to the hypnotic profession is where I've migrated my trainings to the ICBCH proudly, which by the way, uh, VegasHypnosisTraining.com. Nongard and I are doing the class together prior to HypnoThoughts Live or check out WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com. But in terms of the promises we make to our students, I believe nearly every major organization out there has a whole thing about, and this is general for business, the earnings disclaimer that, you know, I'm not saying you can earn this amount of money. I'm saying that people can charge this amount. But even I'm going to go so far as to say everything is geographic specific as uh, Michelle and I are looking to move our home in the coming year. And uh, we are learning the game of cost of living once again. Oh, Northern Virginia is massively, massively expensive. So promises we make to our students. I, I kind of live by that statement you're going to get out of everything what you put into it, which is not just meant to be some sort of fancy law of attraction kind of statement. Here's um, a student of mine that uh, took my training because he was a bit of the hypno junkie reading all sorts of books and looking for more courses and took the class and reached out to me recently for recommendations on some other trainings. And I did what I felt to be the best thing to do to say, well, you're looking at some specialized courses have you actually watched those videos inside of what you bought from me? Well, no, not yet. It's like, well, rather than give you validation to go off and spend more money on more stuff you're not going to watch, how about you make use of what you've already got from me and then call me back, then we can have a better discussion on it. And this person thankfully did follow through with that and is now actively seeing even more clients. As opposed to another student of mine, which I'll say this in general terms, because I got to get her on the podcast. She took the training with the goal of supplementing her existing dental business. Within a month, basically figured out, oh wow, I'm doing these amazingly successful group workshops as a hypnotist. I think I just wanna do this now. 
and she has hit the ground running and it is incredible. And she's doing some stuff that even I'm going, wait, how are you doing that? <laughs> so, you know, I'm not going to promise that every student's going to be that person because here was example number one in that information gatherer phase and not quite integrating the knowledge. But again, just like the clients, I'm going to do everything within my appropriate responsibility to map out here's what's going to make you successful and here's what's going to make you even more successful. So transparency, put honesty beneath all that you do. And with that, let's move to T number two, T2, the hypnotic systems. Oh yeah, trust. So we're going to talk about trust in a different concept because transparency technically does involve some level of trust by being honest with people, by setting the roadmap for their own success, their own outcomes, that's generating trust as a bit of a byproduct with my potential clients, my potential students. I'm gonna take trust and let's apply that to self. So let's kick this off by talking about trust in systems that have been workshopped for you. And I'm gonna give you a couple of options in terms of how we look at this, which is that you know, as much as you can as the hypnotist, as the practitioner, even as the business owner, make the work your own. You know, I say wonderful things about Roy Hunter. I buy copies of Art of Hypnosis for my Work Smart Hypnosis Live students. That being said, there are things that Roy says that I can't say and sound human. And that's not a that's not a disgrace. That's not a criticism. Roy can say, now that you've become a totally tolerant non-smoker, and that makes sense. Um, it's a person who's moved on and just doesn't care about them. If I say that, it sounds like there's marbles in my mouth and it sounds like I'm plagiarizing someone else's words, which technically they are, even though he published with permission to use. So if I say, move on as if you could care less about them, that's how you put it in the... Um, you know, Jasonisms in terms of how I speak. That being said, to look at the bigger system of something, one of the mistakes I see people often make in terms of their business is they get handed a perfect plan. You know, it's where I publish things as action plans inside of hypnotic business systems. At the upcoming event in Las Vegas, um, six-figure hypnosis, six-figure hypnosis practice blueprint. It's going to be, here is the formula behind my elevator talk. Here's the formula behind my videos. Here's the formula behind how I give a presentation. And I see people wanting to break the model because they think they can do it better. Which let's call out one of the gifts of modeling is that you're only supposed to be modeling someone who's actually done the stuff you actually want to do. So here's the roadmap that I recommend instead. Trust the systems that have been workshopped for you. Start using what works. Start using what someone else has already established. And I'll give you a whole bunch of examples of this to reiterate the point. Um, some you may be surprised to hear me reference, some you just nod your head and go, yeah, that makes sense. So by permission, I train Sheila Granger's virtual gastric band. And for the people who go through that with me, I actually give them both my audio of the uh, reinforcement program, as well as Sheila's. And I tell the new student, give both of them to your client and tell them to listen to them both. And whichever voice they feel a better connection to, that's the one to listen to for the first month, which yes, I'd prefer you to go off and create your own. And that's why I teach the technology of audio programs. However, I'm always looking at how do I get you the quickest, easiest win? And right there was a way to get someone out there using the program immediately because they've given two audios that both have stood the test of time, give them both to your client and give them the option of going, pick the voice you respond best to. Is it the best possible option? I'd actually very comfortably say no. The better option would be to continue the rapport with your client and make the audio your own. However, you could probably be out there two days after the training offering virtual gastric band as straightforward as it can often be, and now you don't have to get burdened down with the technology of the audio. So there's a system that's absolutely worked. And without giving a name, here's a student who went through the course and instead completely ripped out the audio reinforcement mechanism and then put some other random thing in its place. And then was calling and going, why is this not working for me? 
It's like, well, you took a published system, which has stood the test of time. So this is where protocols and systems, if you go back to the December 26th episode with Karen Gray, you know, she talked about trusting in frameworks. This is exactly what I'm talking about right now. I, I, I teach some of the Facebook marketing strategies inside of business systems, and time and time again, I'll have a person randomly pop up and say, yeah, but that didn't work for me. And I'll say, let's screen share. Let's hop on to a Zoom conference together, share your screen, and I'll see they've done nothing that I've recommended. At least they were actually on Facebook, to say it politely. So trust in the systems that have been workshopped for you. If there's a sequence of something, start with that. Get the results in motion to get the small win. Start to recoup some of your investment financially. But then once you start to understand the how and the why of what makes that business strategy or even technique work. This is where you can then begin to vary out and make it your own. So step one in trust, trust in the systems that have been workshopped for you. Also inside of trust, because getting results is part of your business, trust in the techniques that have stood the test of time. Now, let me give you an exception to this because there were very often protocols that are published with the exact intention of selling you something as opposed to Sheila Granger, here's what I've been doing for years and now I've made it available to you. Ken Gutzo, here's what I've been doing for years, now I've made it available to you. The stuff I teach in Hypnotic Workers and in my live class, here's what I've been doing for years, let me now share that with you. So again, techniques that have stood the test of time, as opposed to again, changing out every element. Think back to your science high school classes, specifically chemistry, doing any, uh, some sort of experiment, if there's too many variables, you don't know what's going to work. So only changing a few things out, which again, start what, with what you found to be effective and then branch it out from there. I'd even give a nod to Justin Trans for this. Justin tells his students, you know what? You've got videos of my class, of my show. Start off by doing my show. And then from there, make it your own which at least this gives people comfort. Similar example, who's not so active anymore in the stage hypnosis world. This is what Jeffrey Ronning used to tell his students. You know what? Here's a video of one of my shows. Start off by doing my show. Build the confidence on stage. Build the confidence in your ability to hypnotize a group of people. Then from there, gradually make it your own. So again, stand on what works. This also comes to play because... Um, you will have those moments with your client where even you were sitting there thinking, I don't know if this is working. And the real test is, of course, in the feedback when they're back again the following week. So because I know I'm using the systems that I've consistently used with clients for years, you know, let me get metaphorical on this, that in the theater world, uh, we would often use the catchphrase of trust the words. And this is what we would say if we were doing some sort of classical play, whether it was Shakespeare, Moliere, or something of that nature, because the actor can't come in and say, you know what, to be or not to be, that doesn't make sense. Could I say it this way instead? Because those words have stood the test of time five or 600 years, and it's your job as the actor to figure out how do you make them make sense? How do you deliver them in a way that they actually convey meaning, rather than read them just as the rote poetry is what they are? So... These are things that have stood the test of time, and these plays work, so we can't play the game of changing out the words. Which brings us to one of the rules inside of equity theater, at least it was a rule when I was there, which there was a cutoff point. Uh, because I had computer skills, I was the guy who would be entrusted with a lot of world premieres. Because I knew how to take a script in Microsoft Word and add pages and take away pages and change out dialogue and always have the lines of the text match up with all the other scripts. So we completely scrapped page 27, we replaced page 27, pages 26 and 28 remain the same. Or the playwright realizes that um, page 27 just isn't working. And then 27 becomes pages 27A, 27B, and 27C. And this is not a word, uh, but pagination is what we called it to make sure the pages all lined up. You know, even as I quit the theater career, they were still sending me scripts to go in and fix in Microsoft Word. So I give you that as a mindset because once the rehearsal day started by union rules, the playwright could not introduce new words. So sometimes with the actor, with the director slash playwright, I'd have to say, trust the words. 
which was the cue to say, you can change the words, but it's got to wait till tomorrow, or at least the lunch break as it is. So trust in the techniques that have stood the test of time, you know, fall back to just what works. And similar to that, and this is a challenge to some of this may be, but trust in the fact that our profession is strong. This is where we have an amazing community, you know, and yes, we have some that make the choice to not go to any conventions and may even make judgments about them, which is just completely ridiculous. You know, the fact that we'll have a thousand people sitting down to meals together, talking to each other, sitting in each other's workshops at an event like Hypno Thoughts Live, you know, the organizations in our profession that are, quote, metaphorically uh, reaching across the aisle not practicing within their own bubble and playing the game of everything's okay, we're still really strong, and their attendance is rapidly dropping. Instead, trust in the fact that our profession is strong. And if that's not the community that's around you right now, you've heard me mention the great communities that are out there, the ICBCH, the uh, HypnoThoughts Live Convention, HypnoThoughts Platinum coming up in about a month, um, You know, looking at the Mid-America Hypnosis Conference. Uh, just timing-wise, I haven't been able to go, but of course the IMDHA, uh, UK Hypnosis Conference, organizations that are really out there progressively moving us all forward. These are the groups to really attach ourselves to because we are strong as a community and we're not going anywhere. And let's throw in one more element of trust in terms of things that help grow my business. Trust that this was the right career for me. And I think you would be the one to really make that decision best for yourself to recognize that, you know, I'll, I'll say it very clearly that the whole nuance of I love what I do. It's like I never go to work. I'm always getting to enjoy my passion and my hobby. Okay, that's true most of the time, but let's call it out sometimes it is a job. Sometimes there's the day where the kid is sick and you can't be there right away. There's some family event that's going on. And, you know, I, for some family medical things, I had to shut the office down. I had to shut everything down for like two weeks uh, back last year. And in that moment, as calls were coming in and I was too focused on driving down to visit a family member in need, you know, we didn't update the voicemail to say calls will be returned beginning on this date. And there was someone who took offense to that, and some of you might have saw that post, and I stand by everything I said in response to it of, you know, surround yourself with those that support you. Uh, so some days it is a job. Yeah, absolutely. But also, again, trust in the fact that you have made the right decision for yourself. Now, over time, you know, we do often have that change of focus, and this is where my life nowadays is a bit of a three-ring circus because I still enjoy seeing live clients and I'm not willing to let that go. And I still enjoy doing live training events. And I love the world of interacting with people online and they're interacting with pre-recorded videos of me inside of like business systems or workers. And now we're interacting in the private Facebook groups. These are three independent sections of what I do, which are their own separate six-figure hypnosis businesses. But because of that, that gives me flexibility that I don't have to do the same thing day in, day out. So really, if you find yourself reaching a point of possible burnout, really what I'd recommend is find some ways to kind of change up the systems. This is why inside of Hypnotic Business Systems is why we put the entire Hypnotic Products course, you know, the passive income machine. So if here's the day like last week where my 10 a.m. appointment text me five minutes before his session to go, can't make it today. Well, in my program series, you've already paid for it. Um, but I don't get offended because, well, he knew that transparency going into the conversation. He signed off on that in two of the five pages of my forms. And I did kind of bend things to make things peaceful and move forward. But again, looking at how at the end of the day, I'm not frustrated with that because even in that time slot, seeing a client, people were interacting with me online. People were signing up for my live courses and the machine was still running. So it's easier to keep up that momentum with these multiple streams. So, so far, let's recap. The three T's that built my business. We've talked about transparency. We've talked about trust. Let's bring it on home. It's not a hypnosis podcast without talking about transformation, which this is gonna take on a couple of different components, as you might've already guessed. Transformation for our clients to actually achieve results. Yeah, it had to be said. 
<laughs> you know, your clients need to be successful. Your clients need to see the results that, to call it out, this is what they're paying you for. This is what they're spending their time, their energy, and yes, indeed, their money to address. So let's call this out. Some of you are brand new to hypnosis, and this is where you want to do your research and you want to find yourself sitting in a training with someone who actively makes their living doing this stuff. You know, this is the branding I phrase as the hypnotic worker. You could actually hop online and you could schedule a session with me. You could travel here to Springfield, Virginia, and you can sit in the chair where I see my real clients. This is not something I did 15 years ago, or even worse as it is with some 30 years ago, and I'm still telling all the stories back in the day as if they were true now. That's a virus that needs to go away immediately. Instead, you want to see results and you want to get your training from someone who's actually doing the stuff you want to be learning. So if you're in that boat right now, that needs to be that test. It doesn't need to be who's the celebrity, who's got the biggest name. It's who's really out there doing the work and you can find a proven track record. Um, I will now reveal something on the podcast I've never actually said uh, on the podcast. Um, and it's where I, I will make it a point to be extremely friendly, extremely political, and extremely supportive of our community. You know, here's someone who I called up. Uh, they, they had not followed my systems and my business as they are nowadays. My voicemail basically says, go to this website and schedule the time for a consult. And maybe the majority will go through that, and a few will completely ignore that and leave a voicemail. And they have to wait an extra day or two to hear back from me, just given the schedule. And I call this woman back and she tells me, oh, I've already booked with this person. And I actually said, oh, they do outstanding work. I've known them for years. Please tell them I said, hello, you're going to see a great experience with them. Have, have a great time. You know, I did not say on that call, you know, oh, they're trash. You should book with me instead. Of course not. I definitely didn't do this one. I didn't say, well, you could work with them. However, have you been to my training website? Because they took my class five years ago and basically launched their business with everything I taught them. Would you like to learn from the student or learn from me? I have never said those words to a potential client. I haven't. If they call and ask about my local competition, which are mostly my students, I'm going to support everybody. What I will say is this, however, I do encourage if you are looking around Make sure you can find uh, a, you can find evidence of the hypnotist you'd like to see beyond their own personal website, because you want to see proof that they've been out there in this profession as a part of it and in their community beyond just one specific website. Because you and I both know in 2020, anybody can throw up an impressive looking website in a matter of a few hours. And I should know if you look me up further, I'm the guy who teaches them how to do it. Boom. <laughs> and that is a bit of a positioning, eh, slightly, maybe 10% snarky statement, but it's again, the reality of it. You know, this is why as you're out there, the value of media, get it published, write articles, write your own book, put up videos. This is how you build that roadmap to get not just number one on Google, but the entire first page. So how do we get on that transformation for your clients to achieve results? If you're already working as a hypnotist and you're not quite seeing the results that you ought to be getting, this is where, again, just because you're already certified, that doesn't mean anything, my friends. What really matters is the measurement of how well your students are actually, how, how well your clients are actually learning. This is where, let's call it the obvious, there are many instructors inside of many organizations. It comes back again to the quality of that specific instructor, as well as the student's readiness to learn as well. So if you're brand new, Here's some checkpoints to look at in terms of how you choose your potential instructor. Uh, of course, you can check out WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com or the one I'm doing with uh, Richard Nongard in Vegas, VegasHypnosisTraining.com. But again, the same criteria is going to get you into someone else's class who's just as outstanding. Similar to that too, transformation for ourselves to grow as professionals. So here's something that I see less and less of these days. I used to have to kind of hold my cards closely because if I talked about some other project that I was doing, people would go, well, you're still going to see clients, right? It's like, well, yeah, you know, I'm the systems guy. Let me build the systems where now, again, I'm not actively marketing Virginia hypnosis. 
these people are now coming in by way of a you know website, a bunch of online videos, client referral sources, and that's what's keeping that business running. We've mostly got work smart hypnosis automated, which is where I'm spending a lot of time off January and February of 2020 to prep some bigger projects that are coming out, which allow me to grow as the professional and kind of spend some time in some other communities, all of which directly benefit back this hypnosis community. You know, it's almost a year ago that I published the book, Amazon bestseller, Work Smart Business. And even though that book was meant for the business community, for entrepreneurials in general, uh, it was benefiting back to the hypnosis community. So the more that I do to advance myself as a professional business owner, it actually brings back a benefit to my hypnosis community. So transformation to grow as a professional. You know, it's where just today I had two people, one in my local market, someone else on the West Coast, asking for advice about how to potentially raise their rates, um, which I probably won't um, send a detailed response to those two people because I'll do a video online probably in the next week. Um, and that'll answer that for everybody as that's part of my systematic way of doing things. I'll, I'll message those people directly to go, that's a fantastic question. I've got it from several people. I'll do a video next week specifically on this topic, which allows me to give them even better detail because now I could spend the next week plotting out that content and do it right in a video once, and then I don't have to repeat myself. But let's take it even one step further. Transformation for us to grow as people. Yeah, at the end of the day, who are you when you leave your office? At the end of the day, how well are your personal relationships going? You know, and, and we all have our ups and downs. We all have our moments where even we need to reach out and get some help on some stuff. And I'd, I'd be open um, in an appropriately uh, transparent or non-transparent way of a few times over the years that I hit a bit of a personal challenge. And as skilled as I am as a hypnotist, as skilled as I am as a practitioner, as confident as I am as an instructor and someone who's helping to, you know, sort of change the dialogue in this community, it was a moment of going, you know what, though, I can probably get through this better with a little bit of help and reaching out to another practitioner, even going outside of our community and getting help from someone I felt who could assist me in that way, you know, recognizing places where sometimes we get caught up in the momentum of our business and our friendships, our personal relationships begin to suffer and just kind of taking that moment to take stock and step back, you know, which to kind of tie it all together, there was a number of family medical things that, um, you know, I, I, I wasn't the one injured. I wasn't the one going through surgeries. That was me years ago. Uh, but this was the time that I got to take on the role of caretaker in several opportunities in 2019. And looking at that as a moment to kind of take a step back and kind of review some of the projects that I had in motion, um, you know, recognizing that a few things that have been ongoing were just no longer uh, just, uh, let me say, it's spiritually a fit. And if I wasn't going to give it my full effort, it wasn't going to be beneficial for me to continue to be a part of some projects. So it, it's where, given the year that I just had to take a step back and look at to go, you know what, here's what needs attention again. Here's what needs to be different. Here are some places that I've kind of dropped the ball in the personal life and not that things were a challenge or anywhere near difficult, but just going, there's always that place where something could be that little bit better. And to consider again, all the skills that we have. So let's double back and put this all back to self. How do you become transparent with yourself? You know, it's where as we look at, you know, certain issues with clients, it's not that I would say your clients lie to you. I would say the unfortunate thing is sometimes they've lied to themselves enough that they repeat those lies as if they're fact. And, and we can often be guilty of that ourselves. You know, the, the thing in business where here's something that's not working, but we keep doing it because that's what worked. Well, maybe it did. And I mean, here's a conversation I just had with uh, Jess Marion, actually, that we were just connecting by way of a video chat on something and bringing up the topic of something that she and I talked about three years ago and having to go, we need to hop online sometime and I can show you screenshots because I've had to completely change this because what used to work is no longer working. And I need to update that, you know, with you and also a few other people who are in similar communities, you know, but also looking at how sometimes we fall into this game in our relationships and our health 
And we play the game of, yep, everything's fine, but it's time to take a step back and uh, apply this all back to self. So consider how do you build that better transparency with yourself? How do you build that better trust that you're on the right track? And that, my friends, is how you create bigger transformations. So kind of look at how we began this talking about the three T's that built my business, transparency, trust, and transformation. And recognize these are basic life principles that are going to enhance everything that you do. And I want to hear your feedback on this. So as this is shared in various social media groups, as this goes out, of course, by email to those that are out there, or even if we're not yet connected, shoot me a message on Facebook, send an email to jason at virginiahypnosis.com. I'd love to hear what you do with this. Get out there, make a big difference, create an outstanding business, help a ton of people. Thanks for listening. Jason Lynette here once again, and as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program, for sharing this on your social media streams, and hey, let's talk business in person. First of all, join me this year post-conference at HypnoThoughts Live 2020. You can get all the details of that best convention in the industry over at htlive.net, and specifically after the convention, I'm offering a two-day intensive business done with you training titled The Six-Figure Hypnosis Practice Blueprint. In the course of two days, we're going to be building your assets. We're going to be building your materials. We're going to be scripting out your information. So by the time you're back home, and for those of you even more ambitious, even before you've arrived back home, you're going to have the systems in motion to start to book your own thriving clients. For the online version, you can check out hypnoticbusinesssystems.com, though what I'd highly encourage do them both. Because by getting that hands-on approach, by getting that hands-on appeal, you're going to get the stuff customized to you, workshop specifically for your industry. And that, my friends, is how you make it rain. So check out the live event. Details online at hypno6six.com. Careful with your autocorrect. <laughs> and of course, check out hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. If, if I may make a recommendation, go to hypnosix.com first. Sign up for the live event because that's going to make you a special opportunity available for hypnotic business systems. See you online. See you in Vegas. See you out there making an incredible difference in this outstanding community. I'm Jason Lynette. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com. Hypnosis.com.